This is the Dolby Buzz. From now, right through December, we'll be bringing you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at Warner Brothers' new epic action-adventure film, Sherlock Holmes. Over the next month, we'll be speaking with the cast. This is a Sherlock Holmes detective story. Catch up with the director, Guy Ritchie. Holmes' capacity to think, which is almost autistic, he can take enormous amount of information and uh, process it. Discover what it takes to bring this epic adventure to the big screen. a lot from me out on the out on the streets. It's tougher in a lot of respects. The control on the location. Plus, each show will also catch up with the masters of cinema and sound, the Dolby Sound Engineers, who will give us an insight into how they work their magic. So many of the footsteps and little effects that make things believable are added in afterwards. I have a request. Someone I want to see. Sherlock Holmes. Mr. Holmes, you must widen your gaze. You underestimate the gravity of coming events. Tomorrow, at midday, the world as you know it will end. Well... There isn't any time to waste then, is there? Out this Christmas, Sherlock Holmes is the latest release by acclaimed director Guy Ritchie and stars Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes and Jude Law as his enigmatic partner, Dr. Watson. The film captures the true essence of the character as he was intended to be portrayed. So forget deerstalker hats and curve pipes, this is a completely different Sherlock to what you're probably used to. Well, if you go back to the original text, he's much more Holmes as he was described by Conan Doyle. Um, he never once in the books or the short stories wore a deerstalker cap. He did not have a curved pipe. That's something that um, Gillette used when he was portraying him on stage so that the pipe didn't obscure his face to the audience. So a lot of the things that are considered vintage and actual Holmes are actually misconceptions because... It's been around for 122 years. We knew that we'd have uh, missed if we didn't hit that. That, in some ways, is the most engaging stuff in the movie. The rest of the stuff is a prerequisite. If you say you're doing an action movie, you better have good action. But this is a Sherlock Holmes detective story. Sherlock Holmes was the fictional detective created by Scottish author Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and first appeared in print back in 1887. In this dynamic new portrayal, Holmes and his stalwart partner Watson are sent on their latest challenge. You and I are bound together on a journey that will twist the very fabric of nature. Holmes, does your depravity know no bounds? No. Revealing fighting skills as lethal as his legendary intellect, Holmes will battle as never before to bring down a new nemesis and unravel a deadly plot that could destroy the country. It's a very big, big, big scope movie. Probably the biggest movie I've ever done. Here's director Guy Ritchie. We try to make it as contemporary as we possibly can to make it uh, gritty. In summary, ears ringing, jaw fractured, three ribs cracked. Holmes was the first Western martial artist. The whole thing is being reinvented as something much more dynamic. I don't think there's a magnifying glass in sight. The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave. I want you to find him and stop him. That'll take every ounce of my not inconsiderable experience. The soundtrack to the film is much more than just the music. All the intricate details, including voices, effects and atmosphere, are all brought together to create an incredible ambience we almost take for granted. But how do the engineers at Dolby capture such sounds and deliver them in such a dynamic way? We caught up with Julian Pinn from Dolby to get an insight into this fascinating world. Typically it's a very well understood 
process these days to, to create good sound for cinema. And typically we find ourselves coming in at a post-production, uh, distribution and exhibition. Production or pre-production is the planning, production is the shoot, and post-production is taking all the elements from the shoot. Um, there's always a little bit of a grey area between the, the various stages, but taking all those elements and, in terms of sound, creating the final mix that works to give the nar narrative, to give the impact, to give whatever the director wants in terms of the sonic communication, so to speak. I have a request. Someone I want to see. Sherlock Holmes. Most microphone techniques for dialogue are typically using a, a mono mic, actually, just to pick up a very clear, distinct um, dialogue from the actors. Um, and of course, sometimes the actors' voices are replaced in post-production. If, if you know a, an aircraft flies over, for example, or some particular element of the of the picture is exactly what the director wants, but the sonic performance isn't so good. But all these elements are brought in, so the the, the studio would go through a series of days worth of um, what we call dialogue premix, for example, and then effects premix and other premixes that will bring in, in a very much a pyramid fashion, um, all the separate elements that we as an audience go or a cinema go kind of take for granted in a way that we, we, we think that everything that we hear in the cinema has been captured on set and that's not, not the case at all. It's just as brilliant as you are and infinitely more devious. We'll see about that. Of course, music is fed in, in post-production but so many of the footsteps and little, um, what we call foley, the, the little effects that, that um, make things believable are added in afterwards. You know, especially if there's a, a hor horrific, horrific murder sequence, for example, where you, know, you cannot record the sound of somebody actually being murdered. So all these sounds have to be recreated to be, as best as we can, believable. Now, that is the role of the production crew, the sound crew. What Dolby does is to give the crew a set of parameters within which to mix. So we have uh, a number of, well, probably several hundred actually, studios located around the world where we've gone to those studios uh, and equipped them with Dolby encoding equipment and we've set up their loudspeaker performance um, to give uh, a very standardised set of uh, characteristics so that when a client goes into that studio, they have a comfort that what they hear in that room is very much what it's going to sound like in the cinemas around the world. And that's very, very important because when mixing a movie, there's such a massive range of uh, sound levels, tonal levels, um, stereo imaging, whether it's surrounding you or in front of you and hard to the centre of the screen or not. It's from subtle kind of uh, clock ticks or, or footsteps of, a, of somebody creeping up behind you or if it's a, you know, a thunder crash or a volcano erupting, the, the sound system has to be able to cope with all those, that range of, of sound levels, very much more so than you would do with normal television or, or with your, your CD of even a pop concert. It's very, very controlled dynamic range with that kind of uh, music, for example. The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave. I want you to find him and stop him. That'll take every ounce of my not inconsiderable experience. But with cinema, it's such a wide range. You need a very, very precise um, set of um, standards within which to mix so that the, the dialogue is just right. It's not too loud. It's not too quiet. Um, the use of the surrounds is just right, so it's not too distracting. Um, and the result then gives you something that's very impactful, uh, very creative, very artistic, very subtle, and really helps to convey the emotion that the director wants to turn, you know, what would be a sequence of images into something very, very emotive and something very, very immersive. 
very, very typical these days to exceed 200, 300, even 500 mixed channels all going at once. If you think of you know all the dialogues that are coming up at once, all the treatments of those dialogues to make them sound um, that they're in the room that we're we're witnessing. You know, if, if you're in a in a car park with a very very long reverberation characteristic, for example, if they have to uh, replace some of that dialogue uh, later date, they have to then mix that in so it sounds believable. And uh, if they do their job right, um, then it will be completely invisible. Uh, you know what was actually recorded. Uh, there and then and what was recorded uh, later on in post. So we come in and behind the scenes when a director or producer goes to a particular studio, uh, a Dolby accredited studio that we've uh, got a partnership with, first of all they have a confidence that it's set up correctly, they are seeing uh, going into detail a projected image very much as it is in the cinema, that the loudspeakers, uh, if you think of a 5.1 sound system uh, which is a system that a lot of people take for granted now, but it's a system that we introduced actually back in, in the 70s in, with Superman, would you believe, uh, on 70 mils. It's been around for some time. And uh, the, the 5.1 is basically set up as three speaker channels, left, centre and right, um, that are actually physically located behind the screen material. So they're firing through holes in the screen. And all these kind of scientific, technical setup criteria are very important in trying to unify the sound with the picture. So if the speakers were positioned incorrectly or they didn't have the correct power handling characteristics, et cetera, et cetera, then it would be very difficult to, um, for the, the sound crew to mix in that environment. We begin with two men from a city of four and a half million souls, a genius and a gentleman. More tangibly, when the mix is getting to the end of its, of its run, they're getting to the final stages, as I was saying earlier on, with this pyramid approach, that they probably end up with three or four what we call stems, you know, a, a fairly finished dialogue stem, a fairly finished music stem, and a fairly finished uh, effect stem and, and foley or atmospheres. We would then come in and just give a very final quick check of the studio, make sure there's nothing um, untowards going on with anything, and making sure that A, the technical setup is correct, and B, with our consultants' um, kind of years of experience of listening to hundreds of movies around the world mix, we can, if asked, and if we feel appropriate, give some advice about how best to make use of the Dolby Digital Science System. on the next show we'll delve into more detail about the whole mixing process of a film I have a request someone I want to see Sherlock Holmes you and I are bound together on a journey that will twist the very fabric of nature allow me to enlighten you tomorrow the world as you know it will end well there isn't any time to waste then is there It does make a considerable difference to me having someone with me on whom I can thoroughly rely. Oh, it's nice to see Watson. <sighs> Lord Blackwood. The witness stated that he saw Lord Blackwood rise from the grave. He's going to raise a force that will alter the course of the world. He's just as brilliant as you are, and infinitely more devious. We'll see about that. Nice touch. I was simply studying your methods. 
should the authorities ask me to hunt you down. Holmes, mm. leave the case alone. Case for you. <laughs> Save your bullets, Watson. <laughs> What was that about saving bullets? First point of attack, right ear. Two, throat. Three, cracked ribs. In summary, neutralized. You've never complained about my methods before? I never complain. When do I complain about you practicing the violin at three in the morning? Your general lack of hygiene or your experiment on my dog? Just kill the dog. Again. <laughs> I wanted to change the world, but I'll settle for ending yours. I wish you would. Get that out of my face. It's not in your face, it's in my hand. Get what's in your hand out of my face. Ugh, they've been flirting like this for hours. Are we in trouble? Makes you quite invaluable as a companion. Ah! There's only a week to go before the cast arrive in Leicester Square for the premiere on the 14th of December. We'll be on the red carpet and we'll have the first reactions from those lucky enough to be attending. If that wasn't enough, next show will also have an incredible exclusive competition for all Dolby Buzz listeners. So make sure you subscribe now. For more Dolby info, check out our newly improved website at dolby.com. You've been listening to the Dolby Buzz. Entertainment surrounds you. Shouldn't your audio insist on Dolby?